Hey up, mate. How are we? Congratulations, Matt. It's literally incredible. That is, I'm, I'm happy for you, mate. That's, it's gone from like a lockdown project into literally like full time now. Connect Red are a Midlands-based telecommunications company with branches in Cannock, Derby and Burton-on-Trent in partnership with Vodafone UK. Our shops are currently closed due to the pandemic, but we are here to help in any way we possibly can. Get in touch with us for any of your tech and communication needs, consumer or business, and we can tailor individual packages and cater for multi-bundle deals too. Visit us at connectred.co.uk. That's C-O-N-N-E-K-T-R-E-D and drop us a message. Finn Hudson Prentice. Oh, Finn Hudson Prentice. Welcome to the Sport Darbyton Podcast. I'm Late Fellows. I'm in the mood for the cricket season. So I've got on one of my favourite cricketers at the minute, Finn Hudson Prentice. Absolutely top bloke. Doing really well for Derbyshire. If you don't follow your cricket, great bloke. And been on the podcast a few times. Last time was about this time last year. During the first lockdown with myself and Fletch, I was bold at the time. Uh, I had a job at the time, so a lot's changed. But um, <laughs> anyway, we're going back on to give us a little bit of a flavour of what it's like at the minute being a cricketer and, and what stage they're, they're at with their preparations for the new season. I think they've got a friendly in two weeks and then the season starts towards the end of April normally. So Finn is absolutely brilliant as ever. A half hour quick catch up with, with Finn Hudson Prentice to just to see how things are going. Thank you as ever to Connect Red and Elite Football Development for backing the back in the podcast. Couldn't do it without them. Go and support them. Without any further ado, here's Finn Hudson Prentice. So welcome back on then, Finn Hudson Prentice. Second appearance on the uh, on the podcast, first one was last year, I think. It was me, you and Fletch. Um, yeah. How have you been? I'm good, mate. All good. Thank you for having me on again. Um, it's been a while since since our last appearance. Slightly similar circumstance as well. Still still in lockdown. Which is... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even need to go into that anymore. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's, we never thought we'd still be in a similar situation. Has it changed cricketing-wise? How's it... Has anything changed your preparations and stuff? Or is it a bit better for you now? Um, yeah, it's it's, it's nice now. Um, we're about to head outside again um, this week, I think. Um, it's going to be chilly, but slightly different to what it has been previously. I mean, we've been in bubbles from since the start of January when we've started filtering back into training. Um, uh, as Billy said, I, I know you spoke to Billy recently. Um, yeah, it's sort of been in these groups. Groups of six, slightly bigger now because players who are from overseas have come back from South Africa and Australia and stuff. Um, so groups of like eight or nine. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going really well. Like it's almost back in full time now, which is just great. Not not spending as much time at home uh, watching what? TV series, which is great. <laughs> what's, the, what's the average day for you in pre-season then? What, what's, is there an average day or what, what do you kind of have to do to build it up? Um. Well, last week was the testing week, the dreaded fitness testing week, which was um, always disgusting, no matter when it, when or where it is. Um, 
so that's not really a typical day, but obviously at the start of every pre-season, you have those testing days, um, which is all week, really. Like day one, we had our um, like sprinting, running, jumping, um, and then yo-yo, which is always the best way to finish. Um, then we had capacity testing, so like single leg stuff on, on the next day. And then our last day of the week, so we ended three, three days last week of testing, um, was finished off with our strength testing, so deadlifts, pull-ups, all that sort of stuff. Which is yeah. again not not ideal for the weekend. Went into the weekend weekend pretty <laughs> pretty stiff. Um, but the the normal day at the moment, we're we're because we're in bubbles. We're not going in every day. It's sort of three four days a week. So go in. I'm in on Tuesdays this week. So Tuesday Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday and Friday this week. So day off today. Tuesdays going in the morning um, about nine o'clock have some team time where you just go through some stretching, some drills with conditioning coaches just to get the bodies moving and then into sort of nets at the moment because it's coming into pre-season. So batters facing bowlers, um, getting the workloads up and then sort of a few lanes on the side where batters can top up their skills or bowlers can do some work um, if they need it. But yeah, it's all trending in the right direction at the moment. Do you know the the yo-yo test or bleed test? We had, I can't remember who we had on before. It might have been Tony that told me, but it's always that competitive into who wins it. Yeah. Who was who was last one this year? Is it Harvey Hussain's normally up there, isn't he? Yeah, he's good, Harvey. Um, yours are, yours, is, yours is usually good, but he, he's lost his crown this year. Um, we've got Nick Potts, young young Nick Potts, who's just graduated from the academy, has come through and he's won pretty much every test. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a new young kid on the block who's <laughs> mate, he's an absolute machine, mate. He's so fit, so strong. Um, but yeah, he's. He's wiped the floor with everyone, to be fair, and a lot of tests, which is quite embarrassing for the lads who've been in the programme for a while, like myself. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's someone to catch now. I think the boys aren't too happy with the young 18, 19-year-old kid coming through and just <laughs> taking everyone down. I was going to say, how does that go down when an academy lad just pops up and starts like, smoking everyone, everyone? Everyone's like, well done, mate, well done. But behind the scenes, I think there's a, there's a few red faces going. But, <laughs> Get him dropped. Yeah, exactly. When's he- When's the first pre-season game? It's got to be soon, hasn't it? Uh, what's the date now? Is it the, yeah, it's the 8th. Oh, there you go. Beer outside with your mates is what I saw on Instagram this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Monday the 8th. One, one mate um, outside. Um, our first game is on the 25th, so two weeks on Thursday. Um, okay. Got a two-day game against Yorkshire, I think, um, which would be good. Good fun. They're obviously great side so if they have their full strength team that would be a good challenge to start off the season How far away are you when you go into your first game like that are you still finding your feet a little bit and it's just getting the overs in or getting out there in the middle yeah. It's always a strange one um, because it's like it's, you go outside obviously we're going outside this week and it's a complete change of light change of surface um, like indoors you can hit on the up and mm. and bully, bully it a little bit but and you go outdoors on some green seamers in March and it's slow and nipping around and you feel a bit stupid for the first week or two. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's obviously just a bit of adjusting when you go outside, different light, different conditions. Um, and, yeah, the bowler's obviously getting used to landing and not it being rock solid. It'll obviously be a little bit of movement and stuff. So yeah. it's just about getting the bodies ready, um, which we'll do over the next sort of 10, 10 12 days and then building up to that game. Um but hopefully by the game, sort of everyone's sort of trending, and because of the workload stuff we've been doing previously, anyway, we should be should be raring to go really for early early April. 
talking to bowlers, I've just um, I've been quite busy today, but I've just been on Twitter and seen Billy Stanlake's coming over. <laughs> what signing that is, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. All three formats as well, which is incredible. I thought it might just be a white ball. Um, but for him to be available for first-class cricket as well, it was a serious, serious bowlers having to attack that. It's going to be some interesting net sessions, I think. <laughs> might try and avoid that one. Sorry, coach, feeling a bit stiff this morning. I'll go, I'll go on a spinner's net. Do you look at it as a good opportunity, Jim, when you get the like the world-class players coming in, even if it's just for a little spell, but to just take as much from them as you can for the, the time you're there in China? Oh, yeah. Is what you're yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, he's played played in the IPL, played obviously international cricket. Um, same as McDermott. I think McDermott's played IPL and obviously played international cricket as well. And he's absolutely torn up in the big bash this year. So it's going to, it's, it's obviously great for the young lads as well. We've got so many young players in our squad to watch how those guys go about their business and what they they sort of do on and off the field, which is going to be interesting to see. Like um, obviously we had Ravi, who was incredible um, on the field, off the field, like helping everyone out. So um, to get more players, obviously with international experience as well is key. And obviously in terms of our team now, our team's, Setting, setting, setting up to be quite a nice outfit this season with those two in there, which is obviously brilliant to see. Um, but yeah, I think definitely, definitely take as much as you can from what they do. Um, whether it obviously very different bowlers, me being <laughs> the height I am and him being nine foot tall. Um, but there's always small things you can take, whether that be just from his preparations or maybe how he tries to go about his business. So yeah, it's, it's great for anyone to have those international players coming over and playing for us. Um, we spoke to Billy, me and Fletcher, when, when Billy came on, and I've, I'm confident that I'm going to see the record broken for my biggest six now at McDermott's year. I think he did that. Who's <laughs> seen his arms? Yeah. <laughs> He's a big boy, mate. I think it'll show up a few of the lads in the gym when <laughs> he comes over. Um, but yeah, I was watching him bat. I've watched a lot of the Big Bash this year. Um, and some of the sixes a year, it's absolutely enormous. I'm happy if it just plinks over the rope. He's not happy unless it's 40 rows back. <laughs> like, he doesn't go and like try and chip one over the covers or something. He, if, if he tries to hit it, he tries to hit it out of Australia, mate. I saw, one, I saw one on Twitter and he, like, he nearly hit a bus. I think a bus yeah. had to stop behind the road. Right, it's going to be, especially on our size ground, if he, get, if he gets one clean over the, over the road, down mm. towards Nottingham Road, mate, <laughs> bouncing, <laughs> over to the, bouncing over to the gym. People going into the gym car park with some raining cricket balls. Yes, yeah, so that's a great sign of that as well. Obviously, bolster our batting lineup. Our batting lineup in twenty twenty cricket now is going to be serious, mm. serious top five. So, yeah, I've I've lost my hopes of trying to break into that top five for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other big hitters who can hit the ball the furthest? I know Billy can hit the, hit the ball, but he's Billy normally halfway down the wicket. Way. Yeah, Billy hits it a long way. Um, he's a big boy as well. To be fair to him, Billy. Um, tell you who hits it miles. Leas. Leas hits it a long way. Mm. Um, He's like quite quick small, with his wrists, isn't he? Quite yeah, like, it's like snappy, such isn't quick it? Bat speed, mate, and timing. It's just so elegant as well. It's mm. like he's, he's one of those who doesn't look like he's trying to hit it and it just disappears. I remember my first game for Derby. Um, we played against Australia A and he was facing AJ Ty. And it was like my third ball at the wicket and he ran down the wicket to him and like flicked him back over his head and it went out the ground at Derby. <laughs> I remember just like literally just watching it and it looked like he tried to like check it over mid off for like a couple. And I just looked up and it was just go, like, literally, it's like watching Happy Gilmore. <laughs> it just went absolutely, just kept travelling. I was like, how has that gone that far? Um, but yeah, he hits it a long way. Obviously, we've got people like Yoz as well. I think he's the only one to clear the, clear the media, media centre. 
Yeah. yeah. So I think that might be broken this year if McDermott can get a couple out of the screws. Um, but yeah, as, to be fair, quite a lot of the lads are, are decent at that now. It's something that a lot of the, a lot of the lads spend a lot of time on the net. So. What do you think the Derbyshire format will be this year? The, the the format that suits them best, that you think we've got the most success in T Twenty. Oh, I don't. You know what? I don't know. I think we've got a good chance in all formats, especially especially now with the fifty over comp, um, with obviously McDermott and and uh, Billy being available for that. Um, some serious serious overseas signings. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint one to be honest because. Like you'd think last year we had a really good campaign with the Red Bull and we had such a young team and inexperienced bowling attack. And if you then add the fact that a lot of the lads have had now a season or whatever it was, like six games of first-class cricket under their belts, playing against some good teams. And then this year you've got the, that, the addition of Billy as well in that bowling attack. Um, then, yeah, we've got, we've got a very, very interesting, interesting attack. Like it's going to be quite a nice mix. Obviously, that adds something completely different. But obviously, in 2020, we didn't have our um, overseas players last year. We, we couldn't get Ravi back. Um, I missed a big chunk of the campaign. So that sort of left a lot of it on um, the guys who hadn't actually played before, the likes of Mikey, uh, Sam and Dustin, who did obviously did very good jobs themselves. But for a young attack, for them to be under that much pressure was obviously tough. So I think the mix of them now with the likes of Billy in that attack I think it takes a bit of pressure off them and they can now flourish off that so again it, it could go either way um, I think we've got a good chance with all formats now especially now we're building up quite a, quite a big squad as well I think we've almost got 20 players in our squad now Yeah. Um, whereas when I first joined I think we had 15 14 or 15 fit players um, which obviously means you can rotate and there's not as much pressure on individuals to um, go into games if they have slight niggles and stuff and workloads and all that so it'd be good to to have that balance. There was a couple of games last season and I think we I think I spoke to Fletcher about it at the time and said if if we just had the extra bowler or something, if we can get, if you can get, take twenty wickets at Derbyshire, then yeah we're always gonna have a chance, aren't we? Because we've always been played to our strengths and had a good bowling attack. So it's it's exciting times, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Derby's obviously known for being a, a bit green and seems around a bit obviously mm. it's a nice wicket for Billy to come and bowl on. I mean it's gonna be interesting seeing him. It's, it can be quite quick at Derby as well. Um, when there's a bit of grass on it, so be interesting seeing how far back Harvey's going to be standing with a brand new juke in his hand. I was just thinking, you're going to be stood in front of the media centre. Literally, <laughs> it's going to be incredible to see that. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, yeah, as I said before, those net sessions could be a bit, a bit interesting um, with him running in it. Yeah, um, but hopefully he's friendly to the lads in the nets and. Evil out in the middle. <laughs> just saves it just saves the extra couple of yards for yeah, getting out there. <laughs> saves saves us pace for the middle rather than the nets. <laughs> What's your thoughts on the, the change in the format championship wise? Um, you know what? It's actually it sounds like it's gonna be a really good competition this year. Hmm. Um for us it's great because obviously at the moment being in division two, you wouldn't get the opportunity to play against the best teams in the country. Um hmm. and we're playing against the likes of um Essex, who obviously won it the last two years. Um, and have a seriously good side. Um, we've obviously got games against Warwickshire as well. I think Warwickshire got relegated anyway a couple of years ago. I'm not sure if that's right or not. Um, mm-hmm. So we might have been playing against them, but obviously they're they're a really good team as well. We're playing against Durham. Obviously these these are all Test grounds. So um, got a couple of Test grounds. A team that's won the championship the last couple of years. So it's it's great for us to challenge ourselves against the best players and the best teams um, at at the best grounds really. So for us it's brilliant. 
um, to show where we want to get to and what club we want to be. Because obviously we, we don't want to be in Division 2. We want to be in Division 1 and challenging at that end of it. Um, which I think we have the ability to do, obviously, with the team we have now and the one that's building. So I, I, like, the, I like the format. I like how it's, how it's setting up for us. Um, mm. And obviously the experience... Um, of being able to go and play against the best players in England is fantastic. I mean, you wouldn't get that if we were just in the county championship as it was two years ago. So, is it an opportunity? Not that obviously people just want to go out and leave Derbyshire, but to be in the shop window as a as a young player to go in <clears throat> to go to the test grounds and play top counties and do well, it's a chance to really make your name for yourself in it as well as doing well for Derbyshire. Yeah, I mean, in in terms of gaining higher honours. Um, mm like pushing your name out there to selectors from England A or England Lions, sorry, um, and international cricket. I mean, it's, it's, it's what you want to do. You don't want to be scoring your runs or taking your wickets against the lower in the lower division against the worst of teams. I mean, mm. I'm not saying there is particularly a massive gap or there is horrible teams, but if you're playing against the best team, Essex, in, in the championship and taking five wickets and getting cookout or scoring 100 against Simon Harmer, mm. then... England selectors will naturally take more notice. Um, so yeah, it's it's a massive opportunity to do to do those things. As you just said, like put yourself out there uh, more for the selectors' point of view, like because they'll they'll be looking now across the country because all teams will be playing their even share against high, the better and the worse counties. They're all mixed in together now. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting. Um, that's obviously a massive incentive now for for players like myself and the young and the younger players than me who are just making their names. Um, if they if they can go and get cookie out twice in a game down at down at Chelmsford, then you're going to be making a name for yourself. So yeah, it'd be did, good to see. Did Derbyshire have a slight advantage playing at Derby for these players that are used to playing Division One grounds, playing at Test grounds to come and they've not necessarily dealt with coming to Derby before? Um, I, I'm not really in a position to be able to answer that. I don't think because myself, I, I've never really played, um, and I haven't played enough cricket to do that. Uh, to know about that, sorry. Um, so I think obviously for us, we we know our conditions at home well now. Like we we know what we're going to be getting. Like Neil's obviously um, a good groundsman. He gives you what whatever wicket that we sort of need. And the wickets that we've been playing on since I've arrived have all been very similar um, at Derby. So you know what you're going to get. Um, obviously that plays into our hands. Like we know how to bowl and where the ball sort of runs off and the areas that batsmen tend to score. So that that will naturally be an advantage as most teams have at their own grounds. Um, whether the likes of the big international names or the big players will enjoy coming to Derby, I, I don't know. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't comment on that. I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll make it tough for everyone that comes there, um, especially with Billy now charging down the hill. I mean, no one's going to be enjoying that um, early season. So, um, yeah, I... I Again, I'm not. I'm not too sure if it will play a massive, a massive role. But obviously, knowing our conditions and and everything will play into our favour. What stage are you at uh, in your development-wise in your career now? Have you do you set yourself targets for the new season? Uh, yeah, definitely, mate. Um, it's been the best winter I've probably ever had as a as a professional cricketer. Um, it's, it's been a really, a really tough winter. Um, obviously, being injured a lot of last season, doing doing my injuries at, at Trent Bridge and then sort of carrying that throughout the season and never really recovering. Um, there was a massive emphasis for me this winter to, to get fit, to get strong. Um, not not necessarily looks-wise, but just know that your body can do the job. Like I think previously I'd sort of gone into seasons a bit undercooked, obviously not having the same programme throughout 
um, and then obviously lockdown happening and everything. So maybe just being a bit underdone. Um, I'm not knowing my own body. So being 25 now, I'm not really a young player anymore. Mm. Um, it's crept up on me a bit. Two years ago, <laughs> seems like yesterday, playing in 2019, seems like last week. But, um, yeah, set a few goals for this year, more in terms of staying on the field and being able to contribute to the team winning games rather than me setting myself personal targets. Um, I think if you're contributing to winning games of cricket and winning games for, for your county and the natural self-accolades and things will come along with it. Mm. Um, I think if you focus too much on yourself and personal targets, then it can be to, to the detriment of the club. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've set, set a few, had our pre-season meeting with the coach over there and set a few team goals and stuff that we were both happy to, to look to achieve. So if I can contribute towards that, then. I think I've had a had a good season. Just how difficult was it last season? Because it was so alien, obviously, to everyone and, and everything that was in place, going to different grounds and being in bubbles and that. Did it make it a bit weird and, and difficult to get used to? It's definitely, it was definitely different, um, especially travelling to away games and stuff. Um, obviously not allowing, we weren't allowed to room with other players and stuff. It was all very isolated, be on your own. Um, as soon as you leave the ground, back to the hotel, um, no social interaction, don't go out for your food, just get takeaway food delivered to your hotel room door pretty much. And yeah, it was very isolating, secluded. It was quite quite grim at times, as many people probably would have heard from the international players who did it for months on end. Um, so yeah, it, it was quite a lonely place at times, especially um, when I was travelling around at that time and was trying to battle for my fitness. So travelling around with a squad and then doing a fitness test on day one before the game, failing it and having to drive home afterwards. And then you're just waiting for the next time you can go up and try, try it out again. Um, it's pretty, pretty grim, dark time. But I mean, the news that's come out recently from the government and stuff is, is excellent for everyone, isn't it, really? Um, mm. It's very welcome, especially from the cricketing world. I know that from being involved with it. Um, so, so, yeah, we're just almost counting down the days to each stage, really. It's like, okay, first one's done today. Got 35 days to the next one, 35 days to the next one, just counting down until fans are sort of allowed back into the ground um, and things are starting to get a little bit more normal. I mean, it's slowly getting there, very slowly, but we're almost there. It's going to be weird again, though, to go from last season with no fans to then like going to Queen's Park for like the T20 against Yorkshire that's like almost sold out already. And I've seen that. And it's just going from, yeah. it's going to be weird again, probably readjusting. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It's what you play for, isn't it? That, that's what you. That's the dream as any young kid. You want to play in front of packed houses or mm. in front of some, a buzzing atmosphere. So f for the whole of our season to go through that, and then not knowing as well when it will, will, will happen mm. again, it was just like, oh well, it, it takes takes away a bit. I think obviously players, especially the more senior and and international or um, players that are further on in their careers, they they gain a lot from the crowds being around and stuff because that's mm -hmm. their that's their natural buzz that they're so used to playing in front of crowds. So for them to then go and play in front of no one, mm -hmm. it's like, wow, what's happened here? Like last week some international overseas players were playing in front of forty thousand people in Australia and then they come over here and they're playing in front of no one. Just yeah. just the coaching staff. It's almost like being in a academy net session where you're trying to impress the coach again for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think everyone's just absolutely buzzing to be honest obviously that Queen's Park game is always massive um, mm. and see that start selling out so quickly is just brilliant Like I think everyone's just really looking forward to that interaction between the players and the fans again mm. Like you, you don't realise how much you miss those small things um, mm. 
like just being able to say hello to people in the morning who you always see supporting you, mm. um, who are always at the ground day in, day out, whether it's a good day or a bad day, and you can still say hello and they're still the same people. Mm. It, I think that takes away from how dark it can be when you're in a bad patch and it's just you walking out to the middle and you've got to fight your own demons rather than there's no one no one sort of cheering you on on the side. Um, uh, yeah. I was going to ask you, it's a bit of a cliche question, but Joe, when you got the, if there is a big crowd and they're cheering on, do you get like, can it give you that extra few mile an hour as a bowler or the extra as a batsman? Just, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that extra little bit? Yeah, yeah it does. It, I know it does for me. Like I, I need every mile an hour I can get with the ball <laughs> in my hand, mate. So I need, I need every fan's an extra, extra need about 30,000 there then. <laughs> yeah, I need, a, I need a few more in. Um, no, it's, it does it, massively, like especially, I, I don't know about other people, but for me personally, like, I love it when people are loud and rowdy and there's beers flying about and stuff like in the T20 nights, they're just fantastic. And even in four day cricket, when there's like the, like the ripples that go around the ground and stuff, it, it's, it's what you play the game for. Like as a kid, you grow up and you have all those dreams and you throw a tennis ball against the wall in the back garden and you, you hit cover drive and you, and you sort of give yourself a fake clap, like as if you're playing at Lord's something. Yeah. Like that, that's what you do as a kid. And it, that's what I was doing as a kid anyway. I don't know about you. <laughs> but like, they're, they're the things that you dream of. So like when, when it happens and you, and you get that buzz and atmosphere, obviously like for me, it gives you an extra 10, 15% of mm. effort. Like always 100% give my best when I'm on the field, but it's still different. When you get that little little pump up from the crowd, it's just a different type, like adrenaline running through your veins sort of thing. Like it's, it's great. So really looking forward to seeing that again. That's another difference between Derbyshire and like the, the test grounds, not taking anything away from the members at like Nottinghamshire in the big grounds, but you know everyone at Derbyshire. Like I can go yeah. down and you see like dying everyone on the front row and yeah, you see yeah, them every yeah. day and you see and that's a different relationship that like Derbyshire have got with and the smaller counties because you do know everyone, but it's hard if you've got fifteen thousand members. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you, you get a you form a relationship and a bond with the members here. That's that's one of the things I love about this club, is like you, you know everyone and it, like you you become familiar with the faces that are at the ground every day you, you get to chat to them like you have those interactions and and that's what you miss so much like especially last season it was, it was horrible to not not see the people like die at the ground who who mm. give you 100 percent and are always there thick or thin and that's the that's the great thing about being at, at this club like you, you look around the ground and it's always the same familiar faces that are in different the same corners in the same areas of the ground and like that's that's what you again as i said before it's, it's what you play for like to have those interactions and it gives everyone at the club a buzz i know how much the boys love having those people around the ground all the time um and yeah just seeing them like you can literally just walk into the ground and have a 10 minute conversation with someone and they're the things that that's what that's what you're missing right now in life is you don't have that and it's crazy how much you don't you don't realize you you miss something until it is it is gone like it's not there anymore um so yeah just can't wait to have that back have you got a mascot yet? I, I do. <laughs> I do. Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, die, die with. That was quite early on. I reckon that was that was about a month into my time at the club. It was my I wearing wearing my hoop earrings and long hair. Um, so die was very quick to could give me the black pearl shout from the from the boundary. Incredible. Um, yeah, and he travelled around everywhere. I remember. They started singing singing about Captain Jack at Gloucester um, away in the 2019 mm. T20 Blast quarterfinal and I could hear the Derbyshire faithful singing away. Seeing the Derbyshire flag plastered up as well. Darbados. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. I, I hope to see that, that mascot soon. If, if Di hears this. 
It's uh, yeah. It's also sad that Dino the dinosaur has been retired uh, this yeah. year. I don't know what don't know what the dinosaur is going to be doing. I don't know who's going to who's going to replace the the dinosaur on the side of the pitch. It's big 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 shoes to fill that dinosaur. <laughs> huge huge shoes to fill. Um, at Derbyshire, well, that's yeah. I mean, what a player he was for the club. Oh man, incredible! What a servant. Yeah, unbelievable, mate. If if anyone can have the career that he's had, it's a serious serious effort. I mean. Yeah. Well, they took 350 wickets for the club in, mm. in first-class cricket. That's an unbelievable achievement, especially when it was over only 10 years as well. Yeah. That's yeah. serious, yeah. serious bowler. Yeah, it'll be sadly missed. Uh, we touched on, <coughs> sorry, we touched on T20 quickly. Is it nice to have Corky back? Because I think the general consensus above, uh, amongst members and, and fans of our sports was we might not get him back this year, obviously, with what's happened um, with COVID yeah. and everything. It might be difficult, but to get him back, it's, a, it's another great pull, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Derbyshire. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. He's, he's got so much wisdom, mate. Like he just knows, he knows so much. Um, I think it was good to like to get into a relationship. Like you, you know that relationship with him now. Um, mm. Like it's it's nice. He spent a lot of time with us last season throughout the whole of preseason and stuff. Mm. Um, when we finally came back, spent a lot of time with him. Um, good to pick his brains. He's obviously an unbelievable was an unbelievable cricketer and obviously knows a lot. So it's just great to have him around as well. Like obviously, we've got a serious, serious set, uh, coaching setup at Derbyshire. We've got some massive international names. Um, so yeah, even to just have him back, even if it is just for the T20s, mate, he's, he, he knows his stuff. So um, yeah, it's great. Obviously, great for the club as well. Like the fans as well. Corky's great, great personality. The fans love him. So it's just good to have, good to have that back again. And, See, see him, see him around the ground. Obviously, it gives everyone an extra spring in their step. So, yeah, I, I wasn't sure what what would happen. Obviously, COVID with the finances of the game at the moment has really pushed it to its limits. But it's good to see that. Obviously, we've signed those overseas players, and now Corky's back as well. So, yeah, he knows good. he knows the club as well. That's that's a big thing yeah. for me. He knows the yeah, club yeah. inside out. Yeah, he knows he knows what's good, what's bad, and he knows how to, how to how to roll the fans up as well. How to how to get them up and about. So. Um, obviously being at the club for so long and being such a good servant and obviously international honours as well so and winning the competition as well even if it was with Hampshire like he's got that experience he knows how to do it so that's that's something that adds to everything He was one of the first players that kind of changed his game a little bit for T20 like converted it and, became, and I can remember yeah, at the time like, like he, he, he was underrated with the bat wasn't he? Yeah he was a proper mm. pioneer like of T20 like York had slower balls like bumpers mm. and stuff like he was the guy who people used to turn to. Like I was actually watching the finals day highlights of Hampshire um, the other day, and Corky running up bowling these cutters, Yorkers, bumpers, like class act, just like literally nailing everything. I was like, because oh. I've given him some stick in his time about some of his haircuts that I've seen him rocking, rocking in some of these old clips and stuff. Because he always likes to give me a little bit of a little bit of abuse every now and then. And to be fair to him, like he was quite good at cricket. <laughs> when you see, see those clips coming back, like he was actually quite good. Um, <laughs> it's as good as he tells everyone he is. <laughs> yeah, we had him on last, uh, I think, like June last year, and I got about halfway through my question about him getting his um, hat trick for England at Old Trafford, and he, and he just took. Yeah, he took the story on. He went, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. first one, it's just gone in a little bit. <laughs> the second one's just nipped away. <laughs> yeah, there he is. He'll tell you all about it, mate. If he if you if he sees this, he'll he'll, he'll probably send me a text about how, how good his hat trick was, or how many times he's won at finals day. Or <laughs> <laughs> right, pass the mic. So at the end of every episode, we get 
or normally it's footballers we get to do it too. I've had a couple of actors that didn't really work out, but we're going to try it with the cricketers now. We're going to do a pass to Mike. Who do you think would be decent, who's got a decent story that you could get on and uh, do a little bit of us, Vin? Um, I'd definitely recommend Dustin Melton. Um, proper bloke, big South African. Um, he can chat for, I don't know if I could say he could chat for England, but he, he'll chat for South Africa as well. Um, so it'll be great to get on, mate. Top draw. Like, I say he could chat on a cold pack, but he can't anymore. Can he? <laughs> chat for him. He's, he's chat, chatting on our overseas, mate. Um, but yeah, he's a great bloke, mate. Um, definitely get him on. He's got an interesting story to tell as well. So uh, it's been class, mate. That's for me the half hour, and I'm really buzzing to actually get back and see some this year because I did loads last year and never even saw a ball ball. So I'm excited to get down and see him. We'll have to have a we'll have to have a beer. After celebrate yeah, a victory one game. Hundred percent. Thanks for having me on again, Blake. Yeah, mate, it's been a pleasure. Nice to catch up. You too, bud. Yeah, mate.